Rock and roll! It's the talk show! <laughs> oh, so fun, yeah. Rock. And we're recording, and it's happening, and Call Recorder is working, and the world is a good place. Great. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Street Talk Show, episode 3.555. All the numbers. Adam St. Germain, let's kick it off in normal fashion. Where are you? Williston, Vermont. Williston, Vermont. Yeah, I'm trying to get a quick workout in on my lunch break, but I stopped do talk show and then i'm gonna get down to business yeah and what just happened that the listeners didn't hear for the last five six minutes well uh our sound engineer scott sullivan uh attempted to start the podcast approximately six times (laughs) failed five times and succeeded on the sixth time so So if you haven't watched yet i'll make a movie recommendation and you should watch theranos out for blood in silicon valley or whatever the fuck that's called on Netflix, on HBO. I don't know where it is. I think it's on HBO. And you could watch uh, that crazy story. And, you know, they're really about the Thomas Edison philosophy that, you know, you try 10,000 times, and then on the 10,001st time, it'll finally work. So, okay, good okay. job, Scott. You, That's you, like did, that. you did your best, Thomas Edison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, much like many of the great geniuses uh, in the past... I like to try, uh, you know, to to mess things up, and then sometimes just you know, genius happens. You just end up with Adam Saint Germain on the phone after five uh, attempts to break call recorder. The thing didn't break. I'm amazed. Whoever designed that program, I mean, genius. There's there's some other phrase about like um, uh, I'm gonna bl- I forget it. No swing, swing hard, swing swing with the fence. Don't worry. Don't worry about failures. That's how you build a mountain to success, or or something about failures, and they create a mountain of success to stand on, or some sh- something like that. Yeah, the the moral of the story is Scott, keep yeah. trying. That's all okay. I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's let's not put that on your tombstone or anything else. But uh, no, let's, <laughs> let's leave that one in the past where it belongs. Uh, <laughs> Scott, let's hit it. I'm in Williston. You're, You're in Williston. Austin. I'm in Austin. I'm in talk show world headquarters, which is going to be an impressive podcast recording studio once I figure out how it works. Coming at you, Joe Rogan. Coming at you. Coming at you. I got a Buddha on my table too, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. You know what else you got? Cases and cases of wrap snacks. Oh, so many wrap snacks. There's some coming your way too. So many. Watch the mail. So many. So we got Uh, some topics. We got some topics. This is going to be the street talk show. So we're going to try and keep it pithy. I don't like that word. Can we not use that? I like it. Have you ever looked it up? Yeah, but you ever taste the piss? It's disgusting. I don't like that. <laughs> I want this to be a disgusting episode. Okay, okay, okay. Duly noted Adam No Piff. Adam No, no Piff St. Germain. New nickname. <laughs> In the world. Uh, I like I like how my my persona consists of things that I don't like or have such as piss or or shirts <laughs> yeah no you, you <laughs> damn if you send him a shirt he will shred that thing i'll put it on the instagram in pieces i, I use that to change my oil <laughs> i'm gonna skip ahead to something right. real quick because you brought it up 
was I, it's on my maybe. notes page. And it was like a, a revelation I had the other day that I, I thought maybe the podcast was, I was going too deep, right? Because I'm out running Adam St. Germain and I did my like, I was doing an hour, but it turned into more than an hour because of the loop I was doing. And at about 45 or 50 minutes, I was starting to feel a little bit of the chafe in the nipple region. Oh, no. Yeah. And at that moment in time, I thought to myself, man, this run would be a lot better if I didn't have my shirt on. See? I mean, what more do you need to say? That's it. That's all there is to it. And then I realized, oh, no, I've been talking to someone who does CrossFit on a regular basis. I think I have some kind of infection in my brain. (laughs) I've been infected. I might need an anti uh, swolotic or whatever the medication would be. <laughs> an anti swolotic. Uh, I will just a serious recommendation: stop by your local running store or bike shop that supports triathlon. Pick up yourself a little tube of Body Glide. Body Glide. It sounds suspicious. We'll say. I mean, look, it sounds exactly like what it is. So, uh, <laughs> a personal yeah, lubricant some, of some kind. That's re- That's it. Yep. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Fantastic. You could also use Vaseline, but Vaseline's a little thicker. So I just wanted to know. So I'm. The, I, I had a moment where I, I, I kind of got where you're coming from. I was like, man, this shirt. It's not. But we me, need. We need to know. We need favors. to know. Did you? Did you take the shirt off? I did not. I did not because it was close oh, to the end of the right. run, and I, had, I didn't have a uh, shirt management strategy. <laughs> So I wasn't gonna just throw well, the thing. I didn't want to carry it. Why? It's a, it's a shirt. It's a shirt. You don't need it. You just toss it. You don't <laughs> out of here. Yeah, yeah. You got a good point. I mean, I, where you're coming from, shirts are you know just so frowned upon. I there's guess a, we just we're, we have different. Ugh, I mean, they're just different mindsets. It's terrible. It's terrible. All right. Well, so that brings us to our first topic. You're out running. You did a little over an hour. Give us an update. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Uh, I'm hoping this is the week where the running starts to feel less terrible because the, the last run I did, the last long run I did the other day, actually didn't feel that bad. Uh, wasn't as good as I'd like, but I mean, I kept the same pace I've been doing and it just kind of felt overall a little bit better. So I think the progress of like the longer runs not feeling like the end of the world is, is slowly kicking in. That's good. And you're up to what? An hour 15, hour 10? About an hour 15. Uh, was going to do, I think, I, I decided I might switch it up because my workouts this week, I might, uh, I have the weekend off and I have today and tomorrow off. And I was going to do my long runs in the middle of the week, but I might switch them to the weekend and just do intervals today and tomorrow because that's Boy. actually a little more like how the, the plan goes anyway. So I haven't run yet today. So that's my challenge is I got to get out and do, uh, you know, shorter, faster running today. And that I think is going to okay. help over time. So that's what I'm, that's where I'm at. I'm actually feeling good and I'm down a few pounds overall. So that's a bonus. Oh, there you go. Metabolism is kicking, kicking in. All things are, all systems are working. Yeah. I like the year. How about you, sir? Uh, What's your fitness update? Well, yeah. So, uh, I did a little running, uh, baseline assessment last week. So I did a 400 meter time trial test. I do that. I, I do that in it. my warm up. I do that in my warm up, and I don't even count it. Oh, I mean, it's, it's good. You just, a, you that know, a you're jo- a, a was... more practiced runner than I. So <laughs> that was, a um, jo- it was a joke, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, I rested about 20 minutes and then I did a one mile, uh, time trial test. Were you wearing and, a weighted uh, vest during that time? 
a vest. Were you wearing weight during that time? Because you did Murph, no. and you were wearing weight for that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wore the vest for, for Murph. That was on uh, Memorial Day. Gotcha. Um, and then I did the running test on Thursday of last week. But, no, I was I – was, uh, well, one, I didn't have a shirt on, of course. <laughs> and, uh, so you were negative out. weighted. I was, I was trying to get my vitamin D. I was trying to D up. You were negative weighted. D up? Oh. Uh, let's, let's not say that either. <laughs> if we're not going to say pithy, let's not say D up either. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. So anyway, I did the, I did those last week. They were good. Like the, they were, the 400 meter was like one second slower than what I was hoping for. The mile was, uh, a handful of seconds faster than what I was hoping for. So it was good. Um, and then I've been dealing with the mild, uh, case of tendonitis in my lower leg. So I had a little treatment on that yesterday. So we're gonna take a little break. Okay. I'm running for like a week. We'll circle back. We'll circle back. Hey, that brings up a, a topic I wanted to circle back around to from last time. We we took a longer break than usual. Usually we're doing these about once every week. I think we took maybe a week and a half off. But on the last time we spoke, you had a, a pretty serious burn to the back of your calves <laughs> that you didn't really want to elaborate on too much. I'm wondering, how are your calf muscles? <laughs> How is your well, burn? And is that contributing funny. in some way to your tendonitis? No, unrelated, unrelated. However, when I was at the PT yesterday and uh, she was she was treating my lower leg, she was doing a little uh, Graston work, which is like scraping technique of the calf Ooh. with a metal instru- with a metal instrument. Yes, yeah, I mean it's terrible and great all at the same time. But she, she <laughs> said, uh, she, she said, "Oh, when did you burn your calves?" She's like, the skin is just coming off. <laughs> it was still very obvious to her that something was awry. Uh, yeah. So now I, I will say my calves, they're they are beautifully tan. I mean, they look amazing. Uh, so the sunburn is healed. The skin is still peeling a tiny bit. I think in another day or three, we'll be out of the woods on that one. So it's been a while, uh, but they're in good shape. Okay. Good, good, good. So, were, you, were you working an event or something where you were standing at a table or? or I was, I was, no, I was, well, I was outside. I was attending a class uh, with the level one mountain bike instructor class. Oh, okay. Level one mountain so biking. Was, yes. Level Is that where you just instructor. don't crash or like what makes you level one versus level two? Uh, I would say like level one is pretty much don't crash. Like they think yeah. that's about the extent of it. <laughs> so. I, I once had someone teach me how to mountain bike. I won't name that person, but he gave me three rules. If I can remember them, I'm going to try to conjure them now. He said, um, don't use the brakes in the corner. <laughs> yep. Don't yep. look where you don't want to go. <laughs> And then there was a third one, and I don't remember what the third one was. No, that is totally wrong. It's look where you want to go. Don't look where you don't want to go. Did I say it yeah, backwards? Yeah, you're, you're, you're saying it backwards. You look where you want to go. Yeah, so don't look where you don't want to go. It's, they're the same Correct. rule. That's, just, that's, that's the same rule, but too many words. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Can you, <laughs> can you remind me what the third one was? In the moment, I've forgotten what rule number three was. I have no idea. I didn't teach you these things. Okay. I thought maybe, well, did I? Did. 
I, I might oh, have, was it was it me? It was actually you, yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, we went to Big River one time. It was my first official mountain bike ride. The Big River is a place in Rhode Island. Don't break in the corners. For the audience. Look and, uh, where you want to go. And Adam was like not used to riding with a brand new mountain biker who could, could, could go a decent speed but had no idea how to operate the bike. <laughs> so... I mean, it may look. I was just saying, it's like it's like being like a fit cyclist who then turns to mountain biking with no previous mountain biking experience. It's actually pretty dangerous. Yeah, because you can go just fast you, enough to kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, you can go just fast enough, like to get in a lot of trouble pretty quickly. Yeah, um, which is an interesting dynamic. So, <laughs> and the class I the class I took was to teach people specifically like beginners how to mountain bike safely is kind of the whole that's the whole deal great that sounds great okay so we got the burn update we got the fitness updates do you have anything else to add fitness wise you're taking a break from running because you're tendonitis or something like that yeah we're just like like quick like a week maybe two weeks but i think probably just one week and we should we should be feeling a lot better after treatment yesterday awesome uh so it should should be all set your baseline is so much ahead of mine that I think you can take breaks at a better, a more frequent clip than I can. I, I can't give myself too many breaks between now and this crazy event. <laughs> so that's where well, we're Well, yeah. I mean, I, I hope I can afford to take a break. There's no way to say for sure. Well, fun- <laughs> the truth, we'll, uh, the truth will come out on the trail, my friend. <laughs> that's, that is right. That is right. Okay. Are you ready for round two? Oh shit. Of two lifts. And a lie. I'm so ready. Let's bring it. I won the first time to remind the listeners. I don't know if I can repeat because it was confusing as hell last time. So far, you're batting a thousand, which is amazing. Yeah, it's great. Um, All right, ready? Shoot. Okay. Now, remember, they can be the names of workouts, specific workouts, or they can be movements, a.k.a. lifts. Sounds perfect. Right? Good. Love it. Okay, great. Number one. Good morning. <laughs> okay. Number number two. Tang squat. What was the first word? Number Tang, like the, the drink? No, uh, with a K. Tank. Tank squat. No, Kang. No, Kang. There's like a... Kang, but with a K. Kang. Kang squat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh God. Yep. Okay. Okay. And number three, Angie. Angie. Oh boy. <laughs> this is see. I feel like you're baiting me with this name thing because now you figured out that I know that some of the workouts are names, and so. I, well, we already we already knew that. So I feel like you're baiting me a little bit with the name there because. What is it? Tang's Kang squat? I don't understand what's happening there. Is it like short for kangaroo squat? Is that what I'm led to believe? Because that seems like that could be a CrossFit thing. But then the first one, good morning, seems too cute. A little too cute for me. I feel like if it was a CrossFit workout, it'd be called like hard morning. Gorilla morning. <laughs> or, Ouch, my leg hurts morning. <laughs> Something more along those lines. So yep. I, th- I think the lie is Angie. <laughs> that's my that's my final answer. <laughs> but 
Final answer. Final answer. Even though I'm dubious of good morning, I'm going with Angie. You're going to lock it on Angie. Yes. Bits, Scott, you are two for two. Oh, I got it. <laughs> The, the actual, it was, you're right, it was a little, it's a bit of a trick question. Uh, <laughs> oh! You know what? You just found out Angie is a workout. Is that what you're going to tell me? No, I, I, I fucked up. Oh no, what happened? I wasn't supposed to say Angie. I mean, you would have got it anyway. For it. But what, was, was, what were was you going to say? Yeah. I was supposed to say Angela. Okay, so there is a workout named Angie, but you were going to swap it for Angela. Yes. There okay. we go. I, I was dubious I of either. Up, but mad respect to Angie, whoever that – or what's the real name is Angie, right? The real name of the workout is Angie, and it is four-time, which is your favorite phrase, I know. FT. 100 pull-ups. <laughs> oh, 100 pull-ups. It's savage. 100 push-ups. Okay. 100 –100 sit-ups and 100 air squats and then 100 like vomits into the nearest toilet (laughs) i mean i guess it depends on how how fast you try and do it yeah so good good work two for two we'll put an asterisk on this one because i i screwed it up you screwed that one up and hopefully we didn't disrespect anybody who's fallen in the line duty service no i i no i hope uh, uh, no i don't believe so of course um but two lifts and a lie classic game i love it two lifts and a lie so can you wait you know i I feel like the tradition dictates that you explain what the other two things are oh the kang squat yes sir. uh well it's interesting so um good morning Let's start with that one because it's actually related to the king. So a good morning is you put the bar. You're standing tall. You're standing up. So barbell tall. on the. What? I just said so tall. It's a throwaway. Yes. Sorry. yes. <laughs> for you, for you, for me, not, you know, not so tall, but anyway, so um, <laughs> you're, you stand, you have the barbell on your shoulders in the back rack position. So behind your neck. Uh, and then you hinge forward. At the hips and the waist, your back stays straight. So you like, you know, you hinge forward and then you stand back up. So same movement as like you kind of get up in the morning and you stretch and you're like, ah, good morning. You know, like that kind of deal. Okay. That's, that's the movement. <laughs> Love it. A, a Kang squat, if you can picture this now, is I'm still thinking it's like, like into a, a, a really low squat because I'm thinking kangaroos are kind of low to the ground. N- no, no. You actually you whenever start I, by doing a good Whenever I try to intuit what these things are, it's always wrong. You're way off. You're yeah. way off. So okay. you, you, you hinge forward like a you do a good morning, hinge forward, and now you're in that, you know, forward position, back flat to the ground, and then you squat your hips down into a into a full squat, and then you squat back up into the good morning and then you stand the good morning up. Ah. Wow. So it's like very it's a it's a pretty complicated squat. Uh, really, so. <laughs> I want, uh, and that'll be the next T-shirt you won't wear. A complicated squat. Are you going to make a complicated T-shirt? Complicated squat. That says yeah. that. Talk show. Complicated squat. <laughs> All right. Speaking of complicated, mm-hmm. I was at the I was at the park the other day. Yes, the playground. Um, we were at the orange playground, as my daughter likes to call it, huh. and 
she color codes them. So there's like the red playground, the purple playground, the rocket ship playground, the Flynn school <laughs> playground, and the orange playground. I love it. That's great. They're, they're all they're all different, and you need to know what's up so you can go to the right one. But anyway, sure. we're at the playground, and adjacent to the playground is a is a soccer field. So it's like a regular park, you know. It's all good. And I look over. There's a lot of people running around the soccer field. A lot of people standing around the soccer field. I'm not quite clear as to what is going on. And then I look, and they're playing Ultimate Frisbee. Oh, it's so ultimate. Yeah, okay. So first of all, I watched. I can't make heads or tails of this game. You can run, but with the Frisbee, you can't run. It looks like you can only stand still and throw. Mm. And then I'm not clear, like, you know, look, it, to me, it looked like people that wanted to play soccer but are bad at kicking things, so they throw a frisbee <laughs> instead. That's what it looks like. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. I like all sports. It seems like a silly sport. It's, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So I have a theory about it. Oh, I'm coming in hot. i got to turn my mic down a bit. Okay. I, um, I have a theory about that, and my theory is that at some point in time, as soccer's popularity grew – young white people decided they wanted to get in on that action and they realized they're really bad at it. Like they're just developmentally way behind the rest of the world. So then instead of doing hard work and getting better, they figured we'll just invent some bullshit with a Frisbee and then they'd be pretty good at that. And so that's my theory on ultimate Frisbee. It's like, it's, it's an escape from the, the inadequacies of, of our culture in terms of soccer. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go with that theory. Fully supported. <laughs> <laughs> and in truth, I know. In all truth, I did back in the days. I mean, if you remember when the the weekly criterion for us bike racers in Rhode Island was back uh, in actually in Lincoln, Rhode Island, as opposed to in uh, South County. Around that time, I was uh, occasionally playing <laughs> in the Ultimate Frisbee League <laughs> once in a while. Uh, kind of as a fill in. Please tell me that you also you also wore a bandana on your head while playing and a tie dye t shirt. I did not have a tie dye t shirt. I don't think I had a bandana, but I would not swear by that answer. You're you're ruining the image of the sport for me. You're killing it. <laughs> but I was playing with a bunch of kids that were uh, in the parlance of that time, straight edge kids. So man, they knew how to have fun. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's a parlance of that time. I'm pretty sure straight edge kids are still just called straight edge kids. Is it still a thing? I feel like maybe that faded away at the end of the t- the 90s or early 2000s, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, no, I'm, I mean I don't know how popular. It is, but... There's been teetotalers forever, but straight edge kids. I feel like that's like kind of specific to a time frame. I don't know. But anyway, they they uh, played they played and they played know. seriously though because I I'll tell you I I remember being like uh, I remember going to the Criterium on the off weeks when I was going back and forth for like a month and I was sore from the ultimate frisbee for real come on I'm I'm being serious hmm. but it was ridiculous well, right. I and I, uh, I quick... even though I played I could not explain to you any of the rules of the sport except that it's there's a frisbee and sometimes you can move sometimes you can't. It's confusing. All right, look, I just, a, a quick Google of of what I Google is straight edge still a thing? And one of the first hits that comes up <laughs> is 
uh, straight edge is still a heterosexual, cisgender, male-dominated movement. Oh, jeez. So, I would say in today's culture, it's probably not so popular. Wow. <laughs> uh, Roasted. Even that Burnt. description. Canceled. Uh, I don't know. Straight I don't know edge. anything about straight edge. Straight so. edge just got canceled. That's what I know. But all these posts, the ones that are all coming up are from 2017, 2008, September 2008. I'm going to say straight edge is over. It's done. It's canceled. It's it got canceled in 2017. That's what I just heard. They shut that shit down. <laughs> well, well those, pe- those people have bad hair and weird issues, so it's fine. We're moving past it. <laughs> all right. Moving on. Moving on. All right. So, uh, you know, we learned something new that Scott Sullivan used to play Ultimate Frisbee. I didn't. I mean, I literally probably played a, a total no, of like no, no. six or seven no, no. times. Nope. nope. But nope. I, I played nope. hard. When I, Adam, I'm telling you, you know me. You know, you know how I am. I, I played hard when I went. And some of those kids were kind of half trying, and I was like, get out of my way. <laughs> I'm going to shut it down. Look, I'm, I, all I know, these dudes that were playing at the park were very serious. There was like a coach on the sideline. Or team captain. What? Yeah, he was like, no. he was calling out. <laughs> he was, no, he was calling out plays. A, there's no plays. That's <laughs> He's telling insane. people. He's telling people where to go, what what throw to use, what the whole deal. I don't. It was what, madness. What was madness. throw to use? Uh, that's. I don't know what you witnessed, here's, but it sounds preposterous. Here's how I know it's not an exciting sport. This is my one litmus test for all things. Oh God! I can't wait to hear this. My daughter did not look twice and pay attention at all. <laughs> Edie was like, if it doesn't, those white people are dumb, and then immediately went it, on to the next thing. Yeah, look, if it doesn't capture the imagination of a three-year-old immediately, then it's not a good sport. I, I okay. Period. I can't, I can't counter that logic. It seems pretty airtight. I mean, because, you know, there's no filter, right? She's either going to be into it or out of it, and so she's like, nope, done. That's fair. On so, to the next I got two topics I want to talk to you about here, Adam St. Germain, before we wrap this up. All right. We're shooting for a quick, we won't call it pithy, yeah. <laughs> episode, because we're going to do a full episode tomorrow, people out well, there. Well, yeah, either tomorrow or the next day. But yeah, hit me. Two topics. Oh, he just, did you hear him just like hedge his bets on when he's going to be available? Because hey, I did. Who was on, t- who was on time today? <laughs> uh, I, sorry, I couldn't hear you. Uh, so the next topic I want to talk to you about, Adam, and this is a general one where I just... I thought about this and I had my personal reaction and then I truly thought, I wonder what Adam would think of this. And I'm going to tell you, cause Ooh. Th- Ooh. this is the issue. So this year on Mount Everest, and if you haven't seen this in the news, it's been on, it's been on, uh, you know, a lot of news sites. There's been a, uh, an advanced number of people attempting the Everest summit this year and quite a few, uh, smaller or less reputable, companies leading people to the top of the mountain and some people from some other countries, you know, kind of around the world, bringing up maybe, you know, people to guide them that are, they're, they're dubious credentials. Right. And so where well, there's certain times of year, and I think a couple weeks ago, late May was kind of one of those times where they're like the, the target weeks where the weather's optimal and everything's optimal to, to make the summit. And uh, there were just too many people were heading up to try and summit on the same day. And they were having literally traffic jams. And there's some pictures of it of just like rows of guys waiting and girls waiting to summit the mountain. And uh, an abnormally high number of people have died this year because they're in the dead zone, the area of the top of the mountain where you need oxygen uh, for too long. 
and they have not typically died in the dead zone, ironically, but they're yeah. so yeah. injured yeah. and depleted from their time there that they die later in the camp on their way down. Um, which stands to reason if you think about the physiology of it, they just, they destroy their body at the top and then, you know, they survive for a few hours and that's it. It's really sad that people would die that way. But what are your thoughts about that? Just not, I mean, obviously it's sad that people died, but what do you think about like that as a phenomenon within the world of extreme sports activity? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think there's a number of things involved, right? Like one, Modern technology and travel is allowing people that are grossly underprepared for Everest to attempt to climb and occasionally successfully climb Everest. Um, and so it becomes this like bucket list thing. And it has, it's not like new this year, it has been over the last decade. It becomes a bucket list item for people with large expendable incomes because they're like, great, I'm going to pay $125,000 for this guided expedition and I don't have to worry about cooking or sleeping or whatever. All I have to do is keep walking one foot in front of the other and my guides will take care of me. Now, somehow um, they'll keep me alive kind of mentality. Well, that's the expectation. So, mm. like, I don't know if it's modern storytelling that, like, deflates the risk or it's the guiding company that deflates the risk. Climbing Everest is, like, one of the most dangerous things you can attempt, um, and people should respect that. And I think that because people aren't uh, – they're not as prepared as maybe they should be, you're running into situations where they actually summit and then come back down and they, and they die later. Because it's been proven that, like, well-prepared people do not need oxygen to summit Everest successfully. Like, it's been done, you know, numerous times. Right. Uh, that doesn't make it easy or a good idea, but it, it's certainly doable. Um, that said, I did see this article. I know what you're talking about. I didn't read it. Uh, <laughs> I think that they should move to um, what the Grand Canyon does for rafting, and they just move to a lottery system where if you want your pass, you, you know your your Everest pass. Um, for the year, you know, for that year, you enter the lottery. If your name gets picked, then like, great, you have your window of time that you can go, um, and that would just help alleviate the traffic jam and the and the crazy line um, at the top that you know people are waiting in. The problem I think that happens is that you've got two countries, right? So Everest is split. Yeah, you can uh, summit from I mean, either side, right? Right, yeah. and so and so it's huge tourism dollars. Right, because if you're charging anywhere from fifty to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars per person per expedition, I mean, you're just sucking like boatloads of money um, for an area of the world that like certainly can benefit from boatloads of money. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's very complicated. But I think you know the Grand Canyon River is obviously a lot easier because it's it's controlled by you know one country and one park system and whatever. And there's like only a few entry points, and it's easy. Everest is obviously a lot bigger and unwieldy lottery system final answer okay i like that answer i was just curious what you're going to come back with because and here's here i'm going to take it a step further and maybe there's a leading question but when money makes it so that almost anyone can succeed and this season maybe is disproving that a bit there's been more people who have passed away this year but you know still a lot of these people are succeeding when money makes the uh 
achievement of the goal almost obligatory? Doesn't that take some of the shine off of it? Like to me, the idea of summiting Everest just seems like, yeah, I don't know when I'm a CEO, I guess I could do that. But like, it's not like, it doesn't seem like a true fitness goal. I mean, I mean, there, I'm sure there are people who have done it without oxygen or they've really kind of like done it in an, an impressive physical way where like it is totally a physical goal and a a fitness goal but it just feels like it's kind of almost off that list at this point yeah it's it exists in a really weird it exists in a space all its own um in that regard because it is the pinnacle literally of the planet you can get there um with very very expensive expeditions and you kind of just buy your way to the top you don't carry anything the sherpas carry everything for you so uh, it's super weird in that regard. I don't know if that diminishes from the actual challenge of doing it. Um, I think it does. And I'll say why, because here's the thing. Let's say we go to the Vermont 50 this year, but I give you $50,000 and I say, Adam, carry me there. Do the whole thing. I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to, I want to get a bib. I want to get a, uh, you know, the time band, but I'm going to be on your back the whole time and you're doing CrossFit. So you're like, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm uh, on your back the whole time sipping tea, did I do the Vermont 50? I mean, technically I traveled the 50 miles. But not on foot. Well, I did. They just were on my feet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's complicated. Yeah, it's complicated. It's, um, I think I would get the same uh, level of enjoyment out of that. No, I guess I would get more enjoyment out of you carrying me 50 miles. But well, I think that that would be that would be funnier. That would be yeah, very I enjoyable. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think that like uh, mountaineering, like true mountaineering, is is. I mean, it's really a dying sport because lots of things have been climbed sure. at this point. But sure. um, uh, you know, like I always was super impressed and and inspired by this guy named Uli Steck, um, okay. who was a, he's a madman. He's, he's unfortunately, he passed away in a, in a climbing accident. Um, but uh, his whole thing was, he's like, oh, you're going to climb whatever mountain. I think he has the right, I think he has the record for Everest as well. But he's like, oh, you're going to climb that mountain? That's cool. I'm going to do it in four hours. <laughs> and, and so yeah. like, like people would take days to climb you know, like the Iger, the Iger is a super famous uh, mountaineering climb and, and it would take forever. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to set the record. And he did it in like four and a half hours. And he essentially ran up this mountain, which is like <laughs> ice and snow and rock. Like you got to look at the videos of it. It is out of this world. So impressive. And the guy trained uh, so yeah. hard. Um, <laughs> and so like those things to me are, are way. Yeah. I mean, to your point, those, that is way more impressive and exciting and inspiring than like, Hell Hey, yeah. I, I stood on, stood on top of Everest like I'll tell you uh, what okay. that cool. guy, that kid from um Alex Hunold that that kid who climbed uh Oh yeah 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 the rock face in that movie um I'm spacing on the name of the movie do you free, remember it free, free free solo yeah that guy that climb in free solo is like 3000 feet that's more impressive to me what he did there than anybody who summited Everest other than maybe the first 3 people like the people who did the unthinkable I'll give them that yeah that's amazing but these days, the people suffering Emma's Everest, I, like I mean, I don't know, take off the ropes and go try that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's when somebody does something first, it is it is both like shocking and awe inspiring at the same time. Like, holy shit, I can't believe he did that, and 
wow, that's thing that he was able to do that. Yeah. So, and, you know, and I think that people chase a piece of that. So it's like somebody went up Everest and proved that humans could do it. And then people kind of want to be on that list of people who are equal to that task. But the person who had the balls to do it in the first place, I think that's really kind of the amazing thing. That's the yeah, most amazing yeah. thing. I think well, that, that one, somebody have have the, did it and, and had the it, idea to do it. <laughs> right. That's what I was going to say. You have to first have the idea and the vision to do it. And then you have to set out to do this thing that has never been done, yeah. which, is, uh, which is wild. And so, all right, that's topic one. Let's topic two, and then let's lay in this plane. So this what is got? kind of just a side topic. I, we don't have to go deep on this, but uh, I'm in the process and, and – of trying to get my awesome three-year-old son potty trained <laughs> and we Godspeed. kind of committed to trying it this past week and then kind of the comical it's not it's not funny but it is kind of comical but it, the poor little dude got an ear infection he's his second one i think and you know he felt really crummy for two days like really really crummy got him on some antibiotics got him to the doctor quick like recognized that it looked like the last ear infection got him to the doctor antibiotics everything's fine and he's happy. So like two, he was really only feeling like crummy for a day and a half, two days. However, antibiotics in many people, adults and children, cause diarrhea. <laughs> um, oh. Which is not conducive to potty training. So it's kind of been no, a, a bit of be a bad experience. Kind of a bit of a setback. So we've been trying to manage it uh, where we're kind of like picking our spots, but we're mostly still trying to to work on it and he's going to school during the days this week and and so i don't know what were your experiences like with that issue yeah well we still haven't solved the number the number two issue but the first part we just like committed to the um like the weekend long intensive right we're like okay we're gonna do this like diaper free for three days friday saturday sunday let's rock and roll and then you just kind of you know have some accidents and work your way through it. And then you're, you're pretty good to go on Monday. Yeah, we, we did a version so. of that, and we're, that's where we're at. We're at Tuesday now, I believe. Yeah, we're at Tuesday now. The weekend was kind of a mess because there were some, like, really messy episodes. But but for the most part, we're moving forward. And then the school kind of works with you. So he's he's at school all day, and, and there's, like, discipline times that they, they do that at, during the day at school. So we're hoping this next weekend we'll go – full blast again and then maybe by the beginning of next week when his you know his guts feeling a little better we'll be really all the way there but you know well and they and they say i don't know if this is true or not but they say that boys are harder to potty train than girls i've heard that too i don't really have a frame of reference but he is like in all things he is totally my son he is a knucklehead and he doesn't like change <laughs> so like sure sure, sure. <laughs> so he he's just kind of he's a He's a lot like dad, so we'll get there, but we hey. might have to steer him slowly. <laughs> okay. Uh, last thing before yeah. we go. Yes, Scott. sir. Give us an update on the tree. <laughs> the tree is doing well. Minor Good. adjustments about a week ago to the to the staking. I didn't restake it, but I, I just tightened a couple things. It's looking good. It's it, The winds have died down a bit over the past week. I mean, the I. You haven't been to my new house, Adam, when you come back to Austin. Visit the new Talk Show World headquarters. But uh, the, the wind here, it, it gets pretty fierce sometimes. And that poor tree just got put in the ground right before a windstorm. And it freaked me out. But it's doing great. Good. All right. 
how how are are you i don't know how to phrase this how's the wall and are you keeping out the elements you're trying to uh yeah so far the wall has not been the castle has not been stormed and the the wall is uh is looking is looking good fantastic um, my dad is going to come visit vermont this weekend so we'll get the full parental critique of my my wall building and i will report back and and meanwhile, uh, Bernie Sanders is in your backyard going, please, Mr. St. Germain, tear down this wall. That's it's my, true. It's true. I just, I just left him there this morning. I, I said, hey, uh, Bernie, you know, I, I got, I'll bring you a coffee when I come back. You're doing great work. <laughs> I'll give you 2.5 of a coffee if you tear down this wall. That's, that's my great impression of Bernie. And on that note, Scott. <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna uh, end this podcast and let everybody go in peace. That's right. This podcast has ended. Let us go in peace. All right. See you later, brother. <laughs> peace.